0: Our sermon series is Divine Guidance, God's Will for Your Life. And our key verse for this series comes from Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the second half of that verse, where it says, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good pleasing, and perfect will. Today, we are going to talk about God has wills for his people. And he has a will of salvation, a living hope for every person. Next week, we will see that scripture actually tells us that God does will us, To be thankful in all things. And then we're going to take a break from this sermon series. Starting November 28th, we're going to be focusing more on Christmas and Jesus' return. So it's called Advent, and we're going to be preaching a series focusing on that, starting on November 28th. Then maybe after the first of the year, we'll get back into finishing up the divine guidance series. But I also feel God might be calling us. I'm I'm just talking off the top of my head right now, to um maybe dig a little bit deeper into where he's calling us specifically here at Dunfee. And so we'll be talking more about the leadership team and and how we are being called to reach out to our community and how we serve through the church here. So I might do a little bit on that after the first of the year. Today's summary for the sermon is it is God's will that all people be born again to be saved from our guilt and our sin and death. God made salvation possible by sending Jesus to accomplish the work of salvation for us. And God desires for us to live each day with a living hope that never never ends. So this week we continue looking at God God's wills for us. So God wills for you and for me something. A will means there is something that someone is stating very strongly their desire for someone else to have. In law, we write wills, our last will and testament, because we have a will that some person should receive our possessions and do with them as they see fit. So it is our will that that's what happens with our worldly possessions. In life, we may will something to happen. We think that maybe if we just wish strongly enough, our will can be done. You may be convinced that you can win a game if you will it hard enough. But as Christians, we will things to happen through prayer. We pray for them with faith and expectation. But we always, in our prayers and our expectations, desire that God's will may be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the kingdom of God, there is an eternal document the eternal Word of God that outlines God's will for your life. These things that God wills for our lives are outlined in His Word, the Bible, and our practical functions that we must accept, and we must practice, and we must yield ourselves to divine guidance. Remember, God wills these things for us that we may always and forever be blessed in His kingdom with righteousness, but He does not force them upon us. But He wills them for us. It is God's will that every member of the human race be born again. Be saved. Be saved from our wretched brokenness. Our sins deserve eternal condemnation. But God, I love that phrase, but God wills to us to live each day with a living hope that never ends. That's God's will for us. God Himself made this possible by sending His only begotten Son to accomplish the work of salvation for us. Jesus hung on the cross between heaven and earth for us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. One little verse in God's eternal document says a lot. One little verse taken out of this chapter 3 of the Gospel according to John So what's going on in chapter 3 in the gospel, according to John? There was a Pharisee. Nicodemus was his name. Now the Pharisees kind of liked the law. They kind of liked the fact that we knew exactly what we needed to do, and if we did it good enough, we had it made. But he was hearing about this Jesus. This Jesus that was saying, No, it's really faith that saves you. And Nicodemus didn't want to be seen by the other Pharisees. So at night, he snuck out to meet with Jesus to talk about, what does this mean, the salvation that you're talking about? And Jesus said, well, Nicodemus, you really need to be born again. And Nicodemus looked at Jesus and said, what? Born again? Can a man enter back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said, You have to have faith, for whosoever believes in me shall have eternal life. It probably made as much sense as us looking at it. I'm just looking out at, at the beautiful white snow this morning. And you probably have sung the song or you at least have heard the words that I have been washed by the blood of Christ. Blood, red, blocky, stain, blood of Jesus and been made as white as snow. That's what Jesus does for us when he hung on the cross between heaven and earth, when the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is fully God and fully man, the unique person of the universe, when he hung between heaven and earth on the cross, Jesus bore our sins. He took our place. John 3.18, a couple verses later, tells us that we were condemned to death Yet Jesus was judged for us. God has made provision for eternal life through Jesus Christ. He, God, is not willing for any of us to perish. Doing the will of God in this case is very simple. It is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5:21 20, says God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God John chapter 6 verse 40 Jesus said for my father's will my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. And a couple of verses later in John 6.47, Jesus said, I am. No, I, I'm sorry, that's coming later. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me has everlasting life. Our you, a believer. Let's talk about living hope. Living hope is the assurance to us believers, the assurance of salvation. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter 1, verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. In the Pew Bibles, it's on page 1,886. Chapter 1, verse 3 of 1 Peter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Wow. The Apostle Peter, at the beginning of this letter, writes words of praise to God, the Holy Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are reminded that salvation is a gift of God's mercy, God's will. For our lives. Believers, the scripture says, have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not only that he died on the cross for us, but on the third day he rose again. Like I've been saying since springtime here at Dunfee, we are Easter people. Easter people have a living hope. It's not a season. It's a way of life. It's a living hope. We learn from this scripture that our new birth provides us our living hope. Affirming that salvation is a gift from God through His will. If we believe. If we accept it. Just as a little baby does absolutely nothing to be born to experience the baby's birth, the mother does it. We experience a new birth, not because of anything that we do, but by believing in Jesus Christ. John one thirteen says that we are born of God through the resurrection of Jesus from 2 Corinthians 5:17 we learn that salvation changes who we are we become a new creation the old has gone and the new has come and we learn in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 we were dead to sin all of us were dead to sin it is by grace that you have been saved and made alive to the righteousness of Jesus Christ our new birth serves for a reason for a living hope the assurance of our salvation it's in 1 peter 1:3 the scripture links our new birth our salvation with the idea of a living hope. To be clear now, this hope is not wishful thinking. It's usually in this world associated with the word hope today. It's just wishful thinking. Too often we link the word hope with the Eeyore syndrome. Well. I sure hope so. <laughs> or we might say, I hope it doesn't rain today. Now, some of you laugh, so I know I didn't lose all of you. <laughs> this Eeyore is a stuffed donkey from my favorite childhood stories, Winnie the Pooh. Eeyore is generally characterized as pessimistic, gloomy, and depressed. But the original text here in First Peter one three, written in the Greek, that we translate to the word hope, it's an eager, confident expectation. Hope of a believer in Jesus Christ is not only living, but it's lively. Our living hope is, darn right this is going to happen. And it's happening right now. Unlike that empty, dead hope of this world, this pessimistic world, our living hope is energizing It's alive and it's active in the soul of every believer. We live with great expectation. Our living hope originates from a living, resurrected Jesus, our Savior. Living hope is anchored in the past. Jesus rose from the dead. Matthew twenty eight six. Our living hope continues in the present. Jesus is alive. Colossians three one. And our living hope endures throughout the future. Jesus promises eternal resurrection, life over and over and over again. Here's some verses, John three sixteen. John 4.14, John 5.24, Romans 6.22, 1 Corinthians 15.23. I know you didn't get it all written down. You can listen to the podcast later and slow it down. The object of our living hope is described also here in 1 Peter. Follow along then into verse 4. It says, and into an inheritance... An inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. An inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade is kept in heaven for you. Our inheritance. Our living hope will never be touched by death. Our inheritance, our living hope, will never be stained by evil. Our inheritance, our living hope, will never fade with time. Our living hope is death-proof, Sin-proof, age-proof. Our living hope is fail-proof because God guards and preserves it in heaven for us. It is wholly secured through Jesus. Absolutely nothing can undermine the certainty of the future Inheritance that we have, our living hope. So who is this living hope for? Second Peter three nine says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. It yeah, must be talking to me. But instead, He is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. It is God's will that none should perish. God wills. God desires. God is determined that it should happen. God wills. Salvation, a living hope. It is God's will that all members of the human race, everybody sitting here today, everybody listening online, all the people around in our community, all over the world, God wills salvation, a living hope. It is God's will that all members trust In His Son, Jesus Christ. Therefore, it's impossible to do the will of God. This is the divine guidance part. If you want to know how to get divine guidance, it's impossible to know the will of God without beginning at the cross. This is where our living hope begins. Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 7, when he was speaking to a very religious man, Nicodemus, you must be born again. In John chapter 14, Jesus answered questions of a man of doubt, Thomas. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except, through me. John chapter 11 verse 25. Jesus comforted Mary and Martha at what was to be the death funeral of Lazarus. And before he raised Lazarus from the dead, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And Jesus said, do you believe this? John chapter 6 verse 38, while Jesus was declaring that he is the bread of life, Jesus said, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He was speaking to all of us. Are you weary? Do you wonder if this living hope is for you? Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. On the first day of Pentecost, the Church, The birth of the church, Peter in chapter 4, filled with the Holy Spirit of God, said salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Over and over again, God declares in his word, his will, that it is His will for all members of the human race to be saved. Jesus hung on the cross in John 3.16. It says, because He loved the world, everybody in the world, He paid our debt in full, redeeming us from our sin, our guilt, and our shame. If we believe, when the King of kings and Lord of lords cried out on the cross, it." is finished. Salvation was accomplished once for all. Later in the third chapter of John, John the Baptist was giving testimony about Jesus in verse 36. And he said, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains On Him, there's only one condition for us to do the will of God for salvation. Faith. Believe. What do you think of Christ? Whose son is He? You know, people can't survive very long without hope. And it's our living hope that keeps us going. There will be painful experiences in this life. I don't think I'm telling anybody here a surprise there. And some people are going to fear the future. They wonder what the future might hold in this fallen world where people face poverty, pandemics, injustice, disasters wars and terrorisms we need a living hope we need jesus i'm i'm going to just ask the worship team to come forward now for our last song but i i want to do an invitation The missionary church doesn't do altar calls very often, do we? But I tell you what, God wants us to come to Him and and we can do it right here in His house. If you have not believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you feel the Holy Spirit moving in your soul and you want to trust in Jesus for salvation, I ask that you come up during this last song as we sing it together. But not only for those of you that don't know Jesus Christ, but what about those of us that do know Jesus Christ? Maybe we need to make a recommitment to Jesus, a commitment that we will have a living hope for the rest of our life. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. If you would like to come forward and just show God and tell God's people, that you want to recommit to your living hope moving forward, come forward during this last hymn.